You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. Hello, and welcome back to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. Once again, this is Garrett Ashley Mullet coming to you from Greeley, Colorado. If you haven't Yet, go back and listen to my interview with Daniel J. Mullet, my fourth-born son, 10 years old, very funny guy. We did an interview this morning, and uh, it was a delight. It's been too long since I did one of those. I did the first one with my daughter, Evelyn Grace Mullet, here uh, probably nine months ago, something like that, but uh, maybe not quite that long. It's it's been a while, though. I want to talk though, in this episode about COVID vaccine mandates. And I know everybody that I listen to as far as podcasters is tiptoeing around this. They're afraid of falling foul of the algorithms and having their uh, shows pulled from platforms, unable to share on social media, unable to post and, uh, and losing their accounts. Well, that is, quite frankly, one of the big reasons why I'm no longer on Facebook, Twitter, uh, why I'm not really investing myself in the YouTube show anymore. Because at a snap of a finger, an algorithm, and the person who is moderating that algorithm, more to the point, can just decide that you're done. You're over. That's it. You're not reaching an audience anymore. You think you are, but you've been shadow banned. I don't feel like investing myself uh, in those places. I think that they are going to go the way of the dinosaur. It's just a matter of time. And so I am going to do my work here on the podcast. If it goes to the moon, if it gets shared a lot, great. And if it doesn't, well, then at least I have my integrity and at least I have my conscience intact. It will be successful only if I come out on the other end with my soul, with my integrity intact. And I think that really gets to the heart of this problem with the vaccine mandate is that if somebody says, hey, regardless of what concerns you have about the vaccine's safety, its efficacy, you have to get it or else we're going to fire you. You have to get it or else we're not going to allow you to shop in our establishment. We're not going to allow you to go out in public. We're not going to allow you to travel. What exactly is the upside of gaining the whole world but forfeiting your soul? And I'm not saying that getting the vaccine, if you have no concerns, no objections, would be forfeiting your soul. But if you do have very strong objections and you've said, absolutely not, I'm not going to do it, and then the tyrants and totalitarians in our midst, these authoritarians in our midst say, well, we're just going to increase the temperature on you until you do what we want you to. We're going to threaten you. We're going to take one thing after another after another away and make your freedom and your liberty and your ability to live contingent on you getting this vaccine. What are you giving up in the interest of regaining your life? Are you actually regaining your life or can you ever go back to normal? 
It's interesting to me how much the desire to go and get the vaccine for adults or now for children has dropped off in the wake of telling people, the government telling people, the CDC telling people, the Biden administration telling people, uh, the Department of Education telling people, the Department of Justice telling people that even with the vaccine, you're still going to have to wear a mask. It really does undermine more powerfully than any podcast or Facebook post or YouTube video could the claim that this vaccine is safe and effective. If it's so effective, why do I still need to wear a mask if I get the vaccine? If it's so effective, why is it so imperative that everybody gets it? Why isn't it enough that the people who want the vaccine get the vaccine and it provides them protection? If it doesn't provide them protection against the unvaccinated who say, I'm going to take my chances with COVID rather than take my chances with the vaccine, if it doesn't protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated, then is it even going to protect the vaccinated who formerly were the unvaccinated? Or is there something else really at the root here? Well, I think that there is. I think that that's something else that's really at root here is the desire for power over people. If you boil it all down, it comes down to power over people and you not being recognized as an authority in your life. Forget whether you are the ultimate authority in your life. The powers that be right now who have the White House, who have these uh, bureaucracies, who head up these bureaucracies in America, don't recognize or respect you having any authority whatsoever in your life. If you're a parent, they don't respect you having any authority whatsoever over your child. If you are an employee, they don't respect you having any authority whatsoever in your working life. If you're an employer, if you're a business owner, if you're a manager, they don't respect you having any authority in that sphere. The only way that you have power is when they say you have power and you only have power to do what they explicitly give you permission to. And in that case, you have no power at all. If they have all of the power to say when you have power and when you don't have power, and you don't have any power unless they say you have power, then you have no power at all. And the dangerous thing here is not, first and foremost, the vaccine. The dangerous thing here is not, first and foremost, wearing a mask, which might cause you to get uh, you know, oxygen-deprived and have health issues related to that. It might cause you to be immunocompromised and have issues regarding that. It might cause you to have psychological distance at a time when there's a lot of stress, when tensions are high, when there's a lot of political polarization, there's a lot of violence, people benefit from anonymity, people benefit from dehumanizing people that they would like to hurt, that it would like to assault, they would like to rob, they would like to treat in a very inhuman way. The first and foremost danger is not masks themselves, but what comes after the masks. The danger is not first and foremost the vaccines, but what comes after the vaccines. If you're not free to make as simple a choice as whether or not you inject your body with some novel experimental substance, then you are not free in any regard. If you are not free to criticize the government's handling of COVID and the response to COVID, 
then you are not free to criticize your government about anything whatsoever. It is imperative that we recognize the road we are going down when we cede power over the most intimate choices in our life to bureaucrats, to, I'm going to say it, the deep state. I say the deep state and people that are already persuaded say, ah, yes, thank you. Thank you for mentioning the deep state. You are admitting that it exists and that it is a force to be reckoned with in American politics and public life. If I say deep state, a number of other people who are uncomfortable with admitting that there is a deep state, they're uncomfortable with the reality that is now fundamentally altered uh, as they perceive it, when there is a deep state to reckon with, they automatically want to turn this podcast off. They don't want to listen to it anymore. They don't want to share it, heaven forbid. They don't want to comment on it. They don't want to engage it. They don't want to give it the time of day because they're disturbed at the thought that you have people who are lifelong parasites in government, unaccountable, can't be fired, working behind the scenes like a hive mind, anonymous, they might as well be algorithms, but these are the guys that actually write the algorithms when push comes to shove, when the rubber meets the road. Those folks don't want us recognizing that they're the man behind the curtain. They're the great and powerful Oz that pulls strings. And if they believe that there is no appetite for civil disobedience, they will not stop at mask mandates and vaccine mandates. And that's my big concern. We dehumanize people by having everybody stay at home. We dehumanize people by making them wear masks. We remove their moral agency by saying they can't decide what they're going to do in terms of their health, getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine. If we all submit to that, what is the next thing and the next thing and the next thing? That's the real concern here. If we submit to the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates when they are actually overreaches, when they're not exercises of proper authority on the part of those people who are ordering these things, then what else will they try next? And is this just a test? You know, I've had a work situation here recently where a certain individual who will remain nameless is testing me. And I can tell that they're testing me. I know that they're testing me. I know that they're seeing how I'm going to respond if they criticize my work, if they poke, poke, poke at my job performance, just to do it, right? Just to see what I'll do. If they poke, 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 will I blow up? Will I allow myself to be pushed around? Will I respond to that criticism calmly? Will I respond by being humble? Will I respond by being open and receptive to their ideas? Will I submit myself to their management or rearranging or worst case scenario, bullying? And this person is doing what human nature has everybody doing from time to time. My three-year-old does this from time to time. My 14-year-old 
does this from time to time. I do this from time to time. We test people. We test the limits. We test the boundaries. And when you find yourself in a new situation, it's very common to give her a spin. Hey, what can I do here? Let's play around. Let's push some buttons. Let's flip some switches. Let's turn some knobs. Let's see what happens. Let's take this thing for a test drive, this new situation, this new relationship. And if I get discouraged, defeatist, hang my head, get depressed, then I've just taught that person a certain kind of lesson. If I get all worked up, if I get agitated, if I get angry, if I get defensive, if I lose my temper, if I'm disrespectful, if I respond inappropriately, well, then I've taught them a different kind of lesson. And we don't usually think of ourselves as having any power in those situations where we're having our buttons pushed by somebody who's testing the boundaries. We don't think of ourselves necessarily as having power in those situations, and yet we do. Whether a person is exercising right judgment in regards to us, whether they maybe have some mistaken assumptions about how far they can push, whether they're exceeding their authority and behaving unjustly, it doesn't matter to the point that so long as there is a response that we can give, we have power in that situation. And when we miss that, when we lose sight of that, very often we miss opportunities. We miss opportunities to rise above the stress of the moment and to look to the horizon, to what could come, what good could come from passing the test. And when I say passing the test, I don't mean, you know, you, you give in to a mandate, for instance. You give in to a vaccine mandate. You give in to some testing by a, a coworker or by a customer or by somebody in your neighborhood. I don't mean that you give in and you just give that person whatever they want and now they're going to like you. And I don't mean that you stand up to them. And I don't mean that you call them out and, uh, and have a showdown. And have a shouting match. And I don't mean that you <laughs> either put them in their place or you submit uncritically. But what I mean is if we can keep our conduct clean and if we can keep ourselves blameless, especially as Christians, and I'm speaking specifically as a Christian to what I presume is a majority Christian audience. If you listen to the rest of my podcasts, I presume that you either are a Christian or you're really drawn to the Christian worldview and the gospel message. And I hope that God is himself drawing you to himself because that's really the big idea. But if we pass the test, whatever that test happens to be, if it's an abundance or if it is a perceived insufficiency of resources, of freedom, of respect, if we pass the test and we remain humble and we do justice and we love mercy and we walk humbly with our God, then God is honored in that and we can have a clean conscience and we can move forward with confidence that God is going to reward those who act justly and he will bring judgment on those who act unjustly. We can move forward with confidence that if we are behaving ourselves rightly, 
that God will reward us even if human authorities fail to, or even if human authorities punish those who do good and reward those who do evil. When you read Romans chapter 13, you get into this back and forth about human authority and how we should submit ourselves to the governing authorities because as the Apostle Paul says, no authority is instituted among men except by God. And the governing authority is a minister of God to reward those who do good and to punish those who do evil. John MacArthur's had some great material here, here recently talking about what do you do when the governing authority is flipping that and they're rewarding those who do evil and they're punishing those who do good. What do you do in order to remain blameless? How do you as a Christian walk these fine lines and navigate and say only what is true and not affirm, not, not affirm untruths? How do you as a Christian avoid encouraging bad behavior? And if somebody is exceeding their proper boundaries, how do you appropriately, respectfully let them know that? How do you avoid encouraging bad behavior on the part of those who are in authority and are misbehaving? And how do you encourage a restoration of God's purpose for authority? That's a hard thing. I'm not here, if you were tuning in and hoping to hear a very clear-cut uh, answer to the problem of vaccine mandates, for instance, or mask mandates. I'm not here to give you one because I'm still grappling with it. But I think there's a value in admitting that there is a issue to grapple with. There is a uh, dilemma that needs to be navigated. Say tomorrow I get a notice at work saying, you have to get the vaccine, and if you don't get the vaccine, then your employment is terminated. Well, now I've got principles which are at odds. Namely, for one, I have to provide for my family. But for two, I can't very well provide for my family if this vaccine is unsafe and if it compromises my health and if I die. I'm not going to be providing for my family very well if I'm dead. Now, will I? Whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it with your might as unto the Lord, for there is no doing of anything whatsoever in shield to which you're going. I believe that's Ecclesiastes 9.10. I should look that up real quick. Hey, yeah, no, that's that's correct. Yeah, Ecclesiastes 9.10, English Standard Version, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might, for there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in shield to which you are going. So we're all going to die. But when we die... We will not be going to work. We will not be getting our 9 to 5, 40 hours a week plus in. And in my case, how do I take a vaccine which might cause death? It might cause serious illness, especially in the case of the uh, RNA vaccine. This has not been tested. The health effects long term have not been tested. If this gives me three years of maybe 85% uh, protection against COVID for maybe six months, for maybe nine months, for maybe a year, 85% for a year, but then I drop dead in three years because my immune system is gone, this thing destroyed it, then 
am I really providing for my family anymore? No, I'm not. Uh, you know, it, it really is that simple in my mind uh, with regards to health and provision. Furthermore, if I tell my employer and if I tell my government and these bureaucrats in the deep state and these residents of the White House who I believe got there by fraud and represent an illegitimate uh, election, if I signal to all of the above that despite my grave misgivings that this is going to kill me, I'm going to submit anyways. And if they're willing to force me to do something that might be mortally dangerous just because they're afraid of losing their position, then what's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing that they're willing to be calloused about with regards to my safety, well-being, health, happiness, liberty? There literally is nothing left if we submit ourselves to arbitrary one rule tomorrow, the opposite rule the day after, and the opposite the day after that, rule after another, mandate after another, restriction after another. At a certain point, we have to know where the line is, and we have to be able to draw that line in the sand and say, no. No. Now, if two or three out of millions say no, what happens to them is they get steamrolled. But... If they get steamrolled and the millions of others who are really extremely uncomfortable with how this has all been played see that and they see the injustice of it, they're only going to sympathize with that injustice and work to change it if those two or three out of millions are blameless in their conduct. Now, if we're throwing chairs and being belligerent and using every foul word in the book because we're being wronged, if we are suffering in a disgraceful way, in a way that does not honor God, then it'll be very easy for the powers that be to malign us and say, ah, you see, they, they deserve the squashing of them that we have just done before your eyes to make an example of them. See, they had it coming. This is the kind of person they were all along. And we are actually all the better for them having been removed from society and from the workplace and from fellowship and from relationship and from commerce. We are all the better for these people having been excised like tumors. But if we are absolutely blameless in our conduct, we're self-controlled, we're measured, we say, no, I am not going to do anything which might give an excuse to my detractors. I'm going to speak only those things which are true. I'm going to be respectful, even as I'm being disrespected. I'm going to conduct myself with honor and dignity. If we handle things that way, then those millions will see all the more clearly what this is about. That this is about the abuse of power. This is about getting and retaining power. And this is about saving one's own neck for the cowards who are complicit in this for fear of losing their own job, their own place in society. So here's my advice. I'm still trying to chew on the particulars and how tactically to go about this, but strategically I've got it pretty well figured out. My advice is if the vaccine mandate comes down the pike, just say no. Like all of the 
anti-drugs initiatives we remember from the 90s, Saturday morning cartoons you're trying to watch, and there is the uh, crime dog with another commercial encouraging us all to stay in school and don't do drugs. Dare. Don't do drugs. Just say no. Peer pressure? Was that a good reason to do drugs when we were in high school? No. In fact, we were encouraged to not give in to peer pressure. It's a strong force, but just say no. It's as simple as that. Just say no. They threaten you with loss of job, loss of income, loss of your home, loss of your standing, loss of position. If they're willing to threaten you, they're the ones that are the bad actor here. If they're willing to threaten everything in your life in order to get you to knuckle under just because, just because they're in charge and they want to prove that they're in charge and they're insecure and they have a God complex and they're the center of their own universe. You can't embolden that. You can't encourage that. You can't feed that in good conscience and still honor God. You have to, at a certain point, provide a reasonable check, a respectful refusal to go along with that. Provide things honest in the sight of all men and explain patiently, here are the reasons why I cannot comply. And maybe you will. Maybe you will comply because it's not that big of a concern for you. But for me, strategically, I'm going to have to pass. I'm going to have to say no. Do your worst. Do what you will to me. I'm going to have to say no. If we don't have the courage requisite on this, what if this mRNA vaccine is actually going to do real harm? What if it compromises our immune system and we die? Was it worth it to preserve all of these things that we thought we were needing so badly if we lose our health and we lose our life even? Is it really worth it to lose all of our liberties? We think we can just give the mouse a cookie, but he's going to ask for a glass of milk and he's going to tell his buddies, hey, free cookies. Come on, come on. And before you know it, you have no cookies. Here's an opportunity to, from the grassroots, from the ground up, on an individual basis, say, no. Draw a line in the sand because it's wrong what's being done and it's wrong what's being considered and it's wrong what's going to be attempted. If they're considering it openly, they will attempt it. It's just a question of when and how. And are we ready to politely, blamelessly, in good conscience, draw the line in the sand and say, no. Just say no. Just say no. That's all I got. Short and sweet, to the point. I got to run. But as always, thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless. You've been listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. For more content like what you just heard, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Also check out thegarrettashleymulletshow.com to subscribe to email alerts when new episodes are published. As always, you can reach me with any comments, questions, complaints, objections, or insights at garrettashleymullet at protonmail.com. Thank you.